Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And today we are reviewing the 2023 movie Guardians of the Galaxy Vol Period 3. Love it? Love it. <laughs> yeah, typically, Stephen, go going into this movie, oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, yes. what was your pre-rating? Zero to five. How excited were you to return to this world again? Well, there, so there's two aspects. One is the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. And I really enjoyed one and two. And so I was excited for three. But also the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been uh, struggling as of late, I guess you could say. Yes. <laughs> so there was also like, I, I'm tempering my expectations, but also hoping this movie lifts the MCU to a like actually watchable point again. <laughs> like this can be better than Quantumania and some of the other series. So I was like, uh, three and a half. Like, let me give this movie a three and a half going into it. I have some expectations that it's going to be okay, good. What about you? Yeah, I went into it with like a one. And here's like why. The, I'm going to do my best. And I think we should both strive for this. Yes. Let's not be MCU bros during this time. <laughs> like, let's Agreed. do our best to not be those guys. Not going to be those guys. Okay. That being said. <laughs> yes. Usually when you say that being said, you go return to it, but I'm going to do my best. And then, you, and then you're going to be the bro. Yeah, 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 yeah no, exactly. no, we're not. We're not doing that. Okay. We have both grown up in adulthood during the age of phase one MCU. Yes. We will speak to our grandchildren someday about the era between like 2010 and 2020. So good. When maybe it will be rose-colored glasses even more. It has been great. So I will say... It was an unprecedented run of success was. for that long. It's true. And we should be happy. Don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. What is that from? Is it a movie quote? I don't know. May the movie the past, rise up to meet you. The past May is history. May the wind be ever. The, Tomorrow's a mystery. Today's cliche, a gift. Cliche, 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 cliche. <laughs> so, yes. the MCU recently has had some struggles because no one bats a thousand. Mm. No movie studio. We've talked in the past of how it's gotten very, very large, very, very big. And there are yes. a lot of things that hang upon the MCU and a lot of money and franchises and marketing and efforts and merchandise. But does Martin Scorsese bat a thousand? I feel like Martin Scorsese. No, not even Martin Scorsese. Steven Spielberg? No, wow. definitely not Steven Spielberg. I've seen I've seen Ready Player One. <laughs> Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Okay. So yes. here's the thing. Uh -huh. This feels like because it's volume three of Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like I am watching the time capsule from phase one that just happens to been released, have been released to me after right. that came to an end. It would be sure. as if like 20 years from now, you saw a home movie from your grandpa. And it's like, oh, man, that's great. It's been a while right. since I've seen him. So this is cool. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 to you is a home movie that is uh, Peter <laughs> recently discovered. Is, is James something. Gunn's home movie right. before he, he he's currently in D.C. Right, and this right, is his right, Marvel right. home movie. Right, which there's so much with James Gunn. Like, again, don't want to be an MCU bro. Like, I don't really even know all the details. I know James Gunn is like doing the DC stuff. So this was kind of his last MCU movie. But he also did the previous 
to Guardians of the Galaxy. Right? Like those were both James right. Gunn. Correct. Correct. And I just want to say, uh, wait, you didn't give a number. So what, what would you give this number like going into? Oh, you said one. A one. You said a one. one. That's right. That's Be- right. Because here's here's why. Yeah. All of that blustering I just did. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy feels like that time's done. That was really oh. good, but okay. I wasn't craving volume three. Mm. I'm not even sure I was craving volume two when volume two was around. So volume three felt like, all right, I'm going to watch this because I have to finish the trilogy. Did you like it? Did you like the first two though? Did you like the first two? I liked the first one. Okay. I didn't like the second one that much. Oh, see. But I have enjoyed at times the Guardians brought into like Infinity War and Endgame. I liked their inclusion into the entire world. And this volume three, it's like the final time where these characters and actors are together. Like it was already known, like this is their like curtain. This is the last movie they're going to be in. Right. I will say Guardians of the Galaxy volume two there is a moment where I cry every time. This is the corner where Steven cries. Do you know the moment that I cry and go, <laughs> I don't know if you remember enough of the movie. In volume two, is that when, does it have to do with- It's the last fight scene. Dad, it's the last fight scene. his dad tells him that he killed his mom? No, no, none of that. It's Yondu and Quill. Oh, when, he sacrifi- when Yondu sacrifices himself for Peter Quill. Before that- there's this moment. I'm not your dad. He's I'm your daddy, and he's your dad. No, he's, no, no. He's your he, father. Yondu has like some kind of umbrella. I'm Mary Poppins. And y'all. Quill is like, you're like Mary Poppins. And Yondu's like, is Mary Poppins cool? Like he has no idea who she is. And Quill is like, yeah, she's really cool. And he's like, I'm Mary Poppins. <laughs> what? You look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Hell yeah, he's cool. I'm very popping, y'all. I don't know why I cry every time. Like, that, I love that That's moment. your crying moment. Okay. Yeah, because it was like this thing where like Quill was uh, like giving affirmation to Yondu and it was like this innocent, just like, I'm Mary Poppins. I don't know why. It just gets me every time. But anyway. Speaking of crying corners. Yes. This movie's got one for me. Okay. So here's, here's the thing. Now going to volume three. There is one theme throughout this movie that makes me not really like it. Ooh, okay. there's there's a one we've okay. talked about it before on the show and other movies. This is something that I just don't I don't care for. I don't like it. Kind of turns me off. Someone's skin stretched over their face. I'm with you. I'm not a huge fan either. <laughs> that is part of it. The, like we have talked about in previous episodes, I do not like of all the things in movies. Oh, spoilers, everyone. Spoilers. Someone's you can see that in the trailer. Someone's face is stretched over another face. I mean, you but see yeah, it in the trailer. But yeah, yeah but, but no, no. starting now. But starting now, yeah, spoilers if you haven't seen it. It's on Disney Plus. You watch it or not. Body horror. I don't like body horror. Of all the things. And, and I don't like the way you say body horror. <laughs> so how, how am I saying? Here we are. Yeah, how am I saying? Body horror. How did I say body horror? Body horror. What did I say before? Body horror? That's how you say it. Body horror. I say (laughs) body horror. I don't like body horror. I don't like that it's increasing in frequency in the MCU. The Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, I think, was the first to really Sam Raimi. What particular body horror are you discussing from this movie? So obviously there's the bad guy with you don't like the animals that get like I don't like the bionic eye. Don't like the animals. So like Sid from Toy Story. 
didn't you did not enjoy the what he did to those dolls because that's what i had the whole time you didn't like those animals. do dolls have bodies or are they plastic you know what i mean dolls have plastic bodies fair but they're not like meat bodies they're not mm, like you know what i mean I like in order for it to be body horror i feel like there needs to be a meat component which is just gross i'm gonna stop saying that but anyway i, I dislike <laughs> so that okay this is why i don't me, like this it. is podcast horror this this is horror I don't like it. I feel like the entire premise of this movie is kind of based around a body horror-esque animal thing. Okay. And then even like the whole town with the humanoid anthropomorphic people, like the bad dudes, like shtick is basically- Genetic manipulation. Genetic manipulation. And so there's this whole underlying theme, like the two bad guys, one's like a pig and the other one was a- whatever you know guarding the big pyramid ship that's that do teenage all... mutant ninja Tur- turtles bother you no like rock steady and like you don't because those are just animals Be-bop. that are like wearing cool outfits <laughs> with like with like a bullet uh sash you know what i mean like bebop and Rocksteady, they're not they are they are mutants these are now, all mutants these now, are not animals these are humanoid time to look up bebop and Rocksteady. teenage oh mutant i don't really want this in my search history but i guess it's happening bebop and rocksteady they are not definitely mutinized but they're still just they're not just a regular warthog and a regular whatever they're just like muscular anthropomorphized animals but they don't have like a robotic arm they don't have like a metal eyeball like they're just Mm. animals they're just muscular animals yeah they're not they're un just you know, no problem. Like no normal. problems here. Normal, yeah, just like normal. Six packed animals. Normal six packed animals. Some gorillas have six packs, as I think. Six packs, as I think. Anyway, I don't like body horror. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it in Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. I don't like mm-hmm. it in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of an, an, a thread throughout. And I'm just I'm not crazy about it. That's why. So it's kind of like it for me. Okay, that's all. Great. Anyway, how did you feel? Let's about- talk about this movie. <laughs> You talk about the rest of the movie. Uh, I mean, so you're you came in with a one. I came in with fatigue. I came in with fatigue. Guardians of the Galaxy fatigue. Sometimes I have a sense in my heart mm. that an actor's done playing a role. I had that sense okay. a little bit with like Captain America later on. I just had a sense that like Endgame, yeah. It had the feeling of like uh, say you're say you're like you've been to enough comic cons like say your line again i'm i got a little bit of chris pratt star lord fatigue now this is completely probably in my head i have no like interviews to back it up i have but there's something about this crew that feels like a third time running it all back it's cool mm. that it ends but it's like a all right one more ride like let's just do this i do not have chris pratt fatigue in anything like I could see him again in a Jurassic World eight, or like I'm fine seeing Chris Pratt as Star Lord. Dominion of fallen, yeah, animal a, dinosaurs. Kind of how I am with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like there is no fatigue. I'll see him in as many disaster movies as he makes. But I do get like the fatigue for that team. Like I feel like there were so many good moments and jokes, and like Guardians of the Galaxy were a again not to be an MCU bro, but it was like different in the MCU universe because it was like actually funny. And it was actually like they had fun music, you know, they, you know, all the like the soundtracks from those movies, you know, they have fun stuff. It was was goofy in a way while everything was serious around it. I think the success of Guardians of the Galaxy has made a lot more superhero movies kind of sophomorically goofy and fancy term. Maybe they crawled so other ones could walk. Mm. But by now it's like, I don't necessarily want that like 
teenage goofiness built in. Yeah. So their dynamics between them, when they're being like joking around, like you, you can bleep that if you want, but like that kind of like insults. Yeah. It gets a little bit after a while. It's like, ah, okay. I mean like this is fine, but like I'm, I'm sort of done with it. I found the best parts of this movie is when they stopped shouting at each other in like their typical, like, we're a dysfunctional team and they actually had like deep meaningful drax and mantis and like drax gets to be a hero and gets to like be more than just a silly oaf who doesn't understand sarcasm and the cosmo dog gets to like save people and rocket's backstory gets to have some like growth and development those were my favorite parts of this movie because it departed yeah. from the just like, aren't we just a bunch of misfits? I did I did love that moment when Jarax, like they, they've just boarded the enemy ship and someone says something about him being like dumb, I think. And he like finally internalizes that realization and he actually feels bad, I think, for the first time in the history. And like the entire team suddenly realized like, oh, shoot, we just took away the best quality of this person where he's just And they like, had to like wipe his memory of that <laughs> moment. His memory, which I, I thought, but that was like in a touching moment because it was like they actually started, they they discovered again the value of Drax as like a person right. and his personality. But I also feel like to your point, the fatigue, there were so many good lines between Drax and Quill in the previous two movies that there is like, okay, like we kind of know this shtick. And so a third time around is like, eh, it feels like redoing a lot of the same shticks, even though they're different lines. And even right. big spoiler at the end, Quill floating in space freezing. I feel like we've done that for three movies. I feel like like that moment where Quill's about to die and then he's suddenly saved by someone literally happened in the last movie. It literally happened to Princess Leia, General Leia Ortega. Well, I mean, Before she forced her way on back through intended, the sky like Mary Poppins, y'all. Mary Poppins. Start crying. So I feel like there was too many of those like redone sticks and even like almost shot like again, Quill freezing in space. Yondu saved him in <laughs> volume two. And now uh Adam Warlock or whatever his name is saved him in this one. It's like it's the it's, it's the same ending. Like you can't do that again. So yeah. Well, I went into this movie thinking that star lord was going to die so did i all the posters and trailers wanted you to think that because it's a nebula holding him looking like a dead body at the oh beginning. but I, I didn't think that was going to be the thing no was i was like else. okay that's definitely a red herring to it but i definitely right. thought this team ends there had Someone been sort of was gonna die I periphery s- that it's like this is going to be the end of it yeah. but that's going to be a all right hold on a second i gotta keep the bro inside and not let it out <laughs> that's the thing with big entities is that they are all characters that people and fans love and if you are you may not have the power to just end the timeline of a character in these big movies yeah like you can't just kill off iron man without being you know kevin feige you need a lot of you have to go before like yes like (laughs) you need permission robert downey jr needs to like sit in a room with kevin feige for like a couple hours and then every studio exec every like stanley uh uh, enterprise member like everyone needs to sign off on iron man yeah and i I, like you said i thought the big point of this movie is going to be someone dies 
one of these team members. I, and I thought that James Gunn, on his way out the Marvel door, <laughs> Peace. would be like... Or they all die. Like, I thought maybe this is a situation yes, where, like... He was going to be like, you can't play in the sandbox that I made. I am going to scoop all the sand and throw it in the trash. <laughs> and I was ready for it. Actually, that I was, was probably why it's a one for me and not a zero, is because I right. thought, James Gunn is going to be a loose he's cannon. He's and just, it. like, he's going to obliterate this team. Yes. And it's going to be epic and yep. beautiful. I thought the same thing. and it. Honestly, there was a bit of disappointment when it was like, oh, it's just a, there's not really a big. Star-Lord goes home. Mantis rides a really cool monster. Right. Drax is now mayor of the town or something or dancing with kids. Drax is like helping the kids grow up. Yeah. And can I. Nebula is is pretty cool. Can I just say too, the other through line of this movie that I was not crazy about. You didn't. Listen. I, this is going to be controversial. Uh, we might get some hate comments for this. All right, I'm out. I'm out. I don't care about Wait, Rocket. I don't care about Rocket. I don't care about Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Nate has left the podcast. Uh, all right, you can cut. Uh, actually, start that over from the top, and uh, you can. We'll just get the video going here. Listen, I like Rocket. He's fine. He's great as a side character. Nate put his hand in his baseball cap. He's he's now acting. As, as though he's not here. Anyway. I don't want to be associated with this. I d- like, he's fine. I don't care to have an entire movie about his backstory. I just, I just don't. Like, he's a cool side character. I don't know. I just wasn't crazy about Rocket being like the center point for the plot. You thought that was fine? Like, you were cool with that? Like, yeah, you, you, because here's the thing. You were with the mutant animals? His animal friends. I did like his animal friends. Lila the otter. There is yeah, a literal moment in here where she's like, come to the afterlife with us. Like we can all fly together. It's beautiful. Like full on white. Yeah, like, white screen. Valhalla. We're, we're, in, we're yeah. in bionic animal heaven over here. Yep. And that crew getting gunned down. The rabbit. And the people and like his little family that he made and them all playing in their little cages and like finding joy amidst being experimented on was truly beautiful and heartbreaking. I don't know if it was that beautiful. It was, it was still kind of like gross. Open your, open your crusty heart. You got to look past the bionic things and see like wheels, the, like the otter and the, like the, the rabbit wanting to fly and they want to like, oh, we're going to fly in this ship far away and we'll be oh, together listen, as a family. I get, here's the thing. Did that this not is, get you at all? Here's the thing. This is the third guardians of the galaxy movie. The last time this cast, these characters are going to be in a movie together. Maybe. And they choose to make some CG animals, the crux and like pivotal point of this story. So you like, we don't get to focus on Drax or Mantis or Nebula. Like, yeah, they're there and they're doing stuff like, but they're like, they're not the focus, the focus of these like CG bionic animals. And like, I, I did not care for that. Like, I guess they did a great job of making it as emotional as possible. Having these like weird bionic animals as the plot, like yes. best they could, but they also had these great characters and actors that have been part of the first two movies that they should have that's focused correct. on instead. And that's why I'm like, I don't care. Okay. Yes, I guess I'm seeing it as a silver lining that we get this emotional 
thing that made me really care about Rocket and his bag. Actually, I, don't, I didn't care as much about Rocket. I cared about Rocket's friends, uh, <laughs> right? More, more so. Sure. But yes, you're seeing it as a. You could have taken that same emotional weight and applied it to people that we know more. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I I can see both of those. I found it as uh, I took the glass half full of sure, bionic animals. Sure. You know, the glass half empty. The let me tell you about one scene. For the most okay. part, the action okay. didn't do it for me like goofy goofy aliens blah 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 fine 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 there is however one action scene that is incredibly violent but because it's aliens that they're killing and not humans it's okay to me this feels like a james gunn saying like i want a full-on like r-rated slaughter fest but if they're humans, humanoids, I'm not going to get this down to PG-13. Right. So we're just going to make them uh, alien humanoid characters because you can blow a hole in the body of uh, Chitari all day. Right, yeah, and whoever's yeah, rating yeah. these movies is like, as long as the all blood's good. not red, make it purple, make it green. You can do whatever you want. And there is a scene that is truly beautifully shot, mapped through the the camera actually flies through the hole when they're in the hallway, all fighting together through a hallway of bad guys and they are flipping and tearing limbs off of things that is really well done. That's cool. Almost too gross for me, but I like the people who give the ratings of the movie said no humans dying. I guess we can just watch someone get drawn and quartered because it's an alien we're all humanist here. It's Bebop and Rocksteady. Nobody cares. Just Bebop and Rocksteady. Just yeah, it's all good. I'd, that was seeing them all work together and like yeah, that was slow that was motiony. Cool slow motion. Cameras doing like virtual moves. I yeah. Pr- I'm pretty sure that nothing we like maybe ten percent of what we saw on the screen was real. Like yeah. it was all just like a CG. Probably like Quill and Swirl. Gamora were probably on wires, and then like yeah, like Groot and it, like everything was CG. Rock, everything CG. Uh, but yeah, that I, was fun. That that was a fun scene. I still, I'm just kind of mad on it. I'm just kind of mad on it in general. I feel like I watched this movie and had the thought, hmm, have I changed or have the movies changed? <laughs> And that was a deep thought in the middle of it going. That's a deep thought. Did I age out of this or have I like, what's different about this? Because I watched it on my phone in my bed (laughs) with AirPods on the way James Gunn intended. (laughs) That's correct. Sure. And I watched it and I thought, okay, okay, here it was, except for the one moment that I cried and I said, why why (laughs) Why am i crying at this otter why am i crying at this otter otter and this poor poor rabbit who was like a little toddler yeah the rabbit yeah so weird and yet they save all these children and i think like okay cool thumbs up here's the thing though i still we didn't talk about it today but i saw the flash which let's not mince words here is a terrible i'm going to watch it it's a terrible movie just terrible just saying. Worse. Okay. Yes. Which is terrible. I'd rather see Justice League again. It's terrible. Whoa. Movie. Even Bad. the four-hour Zack Snyder cut. I would do the Snyder cut before doing this Flash again. Like it's just not Whoa. good. Like it's not a good movie. The CG, Nate. The CG 
You're you're just gonna have to. I want you to I've see already, it. So I've already I've it. already watched episodes about the CG in the flash. <laughs> I just, I just I've watched YouTube about channels about yeah exactly the about. <laughs> but Nate, this it was so bad, and then, but we don't have anything else. Like that's what I'm saying. If the MCU doesn't get its act together, I don't know if the DCEU or whatever that's called is gonna do it. So I still am holding out hope. Like I've not aged out. I still want to see CG laser blasts from Iron Man. I still want to see some kind of whatever. So thing. you still have hope. I still have hope. It's it's in decreasing. Superhero movies in Every general. subsequent movie post uh, Endgame, it is decreasing the hope that I have. But I still hope. Maybe what this movie was was me uh, post Quantumania was me coming to a realization that that time of my life of being super excited of going to see every Marvel movie in theaters is done and that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And that it's okay. It's sad. It's sad, but it's You okay. kind of, sometimes if you love something, you have to let it go. Anyway, I'm going to let this episode go. So let's rate this movie. <laughs> let's rate this movie. I went in with a three and a half. You went in with a one. I don't know who rated last. I'm going to, I'm going to give this movie two. I was going to say two. I was going to say two and you're holding up two fingers. I'm going to give it a two. It's still guardians of the galaxy. I still like some of it. It's, I don't know. I mean, it really should be a one. Like I would, I don't want to watch it again. Don't Low watch rewatch. It again. I don't want to watch it again. Low rewatchability. I don't want to see bionic bebop and rock steady. I don't, I don't want it. It's really more of a one and a half for me. I just don't. I just don't. What about you? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a one. Yeah, one. Well, it's one two. One's now, awful low in our rating. It's awful low. I don't know what we gave Quantum Mania, but even Quantum Mania, I think objectively, if you want, yeah. okay, Quantum Mania is worse than this movie. But Jonathan Majors is good in it. This one does not have that. Like this bad guy wasn't particularly. I thought Adam out. was good. I thought he was funny and good. He was fine. He was fine. It's not this yeah. movie fails not because it's horrible, but because it is meh. Why? Oh, I thought you were going to speak again. You're like speaking in the <laughs> like riddles and and uh, inspirational quotes today. But yeah. Go ahead. So and I don't know if it by itself, if you weren't if you didn't come from anything else and you just watch this in a vacuum, maybe you would enjoy this movie. So I feel like one is too low. Okay. All right. Do you, you gave it a one and a half? I might be one and a half too. One and a half. I'd say one and a half. Might be one I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch it again. I would rather watch volume two. What's coming um, up in what's coming up in the MCU? I don't even know the, the Thundercats or the Thunderball. It was the, the, the Thunder. Yeah, Thunderball. Yeah. Thund- <laughs> just, That's it. that. Love that James Bond movie. Loki, Christopher Loki. Nolan is going to, is going to oh. direct two James Bond movies. I hear, and I am That'd yes for all of that. That would be amazing. And, Yes. I'm watching the new season of Loki, Loki yes, season gonna two. That. That's going to be good. I've seen episode that. one. I'm still interested in that. Yep. Loki has the power to refresh yes, and to so. restart and yes. to redo things. But just as I get my hope going, I have yeah. to kind of come back down Temper. and say it'll Temper. it'll probably never hit again. Like it, like. The experience of Infinity so. yeah. Wars and Endgame in theaters may not be matched, and that's oh, okay because be I'm mid-30s now. Help me, Tom Hiddleston. Magic's You're our only gone. hope. I was trying to do a, a Leia thing. 
Tom Holland's Tom. gonna come back again. Oh yeah, we still got Spider Man. We still got Doctor Strange. Anyway, Sonic Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's part of the MCU. Anyway, let us know what you thought. Comment on Instagram at Movies on the Side. Hugh TikTok. Jackman's gonna be in Deadpool Three. Watch. Oh, I'm excited about that. Uh, we can watch this episode at YouTube.com/slash at Movies on the Side. And as we always say, someday I'm gonna make great machines that fly, and me and my friends are gonna go flying together <laughs> into is- the forever and beautiful sky. Why is Christopher Walken? doing our outro. Wow. Love this volume of three. <laughs> that's pretty good. You got you. No, it's not good. My Christopher yeah. Walken's not good. No, that's good. That was good.